0: Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com, so please subscribe. We spoke earlier today to Mark Selby, He's the CEO of Canada, Nickel Corp. They're a Nickel explorer with assets in Sudbury. And if you want to hear our thoughts and opinions on that conversation, and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com. club We can also find detailed company reports, market commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of commodities. There are also training videos on there. We have summaries of other interviews that we have done and there's a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other. And if you go and sign up for the waitlist now, you qualify for a 7-day free trial. Mark Selby, how are you doing, sir? Excellent. Yes, that, well I, I bet yesterday's press release yeah. and this morning's uh, wow. so what's happening?
1: Yeah no I mean that's the thing. I mean great deposits are the ones that sort of you know keep giving so you know to be able to put a resource update out yesterday where we added a million tons of nickel to the overall resource over to three million tons and most importantly double the size of that higher grade core that we've been talking about. so 200, 200 million tons of 034 percent basically from end to end. And very improved the greatness, grade and thickness of it. And then this morning, um, you know, we had had this theory around um, what geophysics technique gave us the best indicator uh, of the mineralization. And so we finally got a chance to drill it um, this fall. And so uh, we've now made a third discovery um, from uh, at at Crawford's. This is about a kilometer uh, to the west of where the main zone is, where we just finished uh, drilling. And so far, with the first three holes, uh, we've delineated an area that's 800 meters wide by 400 meters long. Out of a structure that can go two and a half kilometers long, it's actually, you know, this geophysical uh, anomaly that we're drilling is even bigger than our main zone. Um, We don't have many assays back yet. We hit some look like higher grade mineralization, and we came back and was very happy with um, that. The last 15 meters of this hole uh, were, you know, over 0.3%. With some sulfur in there, and, and you know, again, it's that north of point three with some sulfur that you know starts to get very exciting. So, um, you know, that's why we put the release out today. Uh, and, and again, we're in this great position where we've got you know, you know, t- t- uh, more than enough exploration targets to go after.
0: Well, yeah, it's kind of comes on to the, the the point here, because so, we get people. Um, you know, checking in with us and saying, okay, so 0.3 grade doesn't sound like a lot. So uh, there's loads of companies out there with over uh, you know one percent, two percent. You know, they're way more yeah. interesting, aren't they?
1: Yeah, no, I mean that that's the part that is, I, I mean not surprising. I hear that quite a bit. Um, you know, but the fundamental thing is you want to mine to make money and make cash flow. And so you know, the great thing about these large scale low grade deposits is. You know again and you can look at benchmarks in, in the copper industry and, and we'll have our PEA out by year end here, um, is you generally can mine these deposits for between seven and ten dollars a ton and they contain anywhere from twenty to twenty five. And again the, the importance of this higher grade core is if you get some $30 a ton rock in there, you know, then you're looking at close to you know 65 to 75% operating margins. And again, you know, unlike a small high-grade deposit, where you generally have to continually try to keep finding them, you know, we already have uh, a couple million tons of resource. So, you know, any cash the business generates ends up as free cash flow, which is the actual cash flow that most uh, investors should really focus on. So that's, you know, that's why these low-grade deposits are so good. Now, they come with a bigger upfront capital cost, but once you build them, you know, they're they're multi-decade cash flow machines. And again, that's why. BHP, Rio Tinto, Anglo American in the early two thousands went around and hoovered up all of the best iron ore, met coal, and copper deposits uh, in the world. You know, for that very reason.
0: Okay, so you're saying uh, scale is important. Slightly higher are capex, but you've got multi-cycle uh, asset in place. That, that's that's what we should be buying into. Yeah, that's
1: exactly it. Yeah. So if you make the investment, you've got multiple cycles to you know to get it right, and then you have you know expansion potential, um, you know beyond the initial investment.
0: Right. But the numbers that you put out yesterday and today, the numbers are huge. When are you stopping with the drilling, and when are you getting on with, you know, scoping studies and moving this thing forward? So we get a sense of, you know, when things start to happen.
1: Yeah. So they, I mean, that that's the key thing is, you know, from that first resource, you know, at the end of February, we knew we already had enough to be able to get going on a PEA. So that's why we got going on it at that point. You know, that will be out um, by the end of the year. Um, you know we're going to continue to step out, but you know again a big focus of this drilling program, which we achieved, was you know to better defining and upgrading that higher grade core, so doubling it in size to 200 million tons at 0.34%. You know that's 680,000 tons of nickel just in that part of it. You know, is bigger than most um, sulfide, you know, deposits and discoveries that are out there. And oh, by the way, it's surrounded with another two and a half million tons of lower grade nickel. Um, you know that that uh, you know could be mined at some point in time.
0: So give, give me this timing because I, it's really important for me to understand because these things tend to you know overrun and they go on and on. But you're talking yeah. about PEA end of the year. When does this yeah. thing get into oh, production? No, no. Th- does it
1: get into production? Yeah, no, that that's the key is that. You know, we're going to aggressively advance this. So PEA by year end, feasibility study by the end of 2021. You know, we'll get permits in place. You know, sh- you know at some point shortly thereafter. And the goal here is to have this mine be in a position to be in production by the you know by the mid 2020s. And so, you know, again, what <laughs> what Elon Musk needs is is more nickel. You know, and again, more clean nickel. Um, and so, uh, you know, and and the second half of this decade is when they're going to really really need it. So. You know those projects that are able to to meet that kind of timeline, and, and we're on that timeline now, or they've been delivering on it. You know, you know, we think you know are going to be a tremendous investment opportunity. There's lots of you know lots of discoveries and lots of you know initial resources and so forth, but you know there's there's very few projects that can actually get to that threshold that have the scale to get to that threshold. Um, you know, to be able to to become a real mine.
0: But we hear that a lot, okay. And we and we were talking to a couple of CEOs this week. who talk about they've got they built mines, they've got into production. They say very few do that. It's a game of playing the market. So how does something like yours, at the scale you've got, get financed, and who finances it?
1: Yeah, no, I mean that's the the part is you know, at, you know, two months after we uh, formed the company back in November and had started you know drilling, I was already approached by several large mining companies because. We had the track record of of doing that at Dumont, where we took it from a resource, you know, right through to a fully permitted construction-ready project. Again, you know, you know that that in itself is is takes a lot of work, and very few projects actually get that far, particularly a large-scale uh, base metal operation. So, you know, the fact that I had at a new venture with something that had some potential, you know, people were all already paying attention. You know, and again, the nice thing with this resource today, again, it just sort of highlights the fact that. You know, again, we took it from over two million tons to over three million tons. We still have less than half of Crawford uh, explored, and we still have five other targets to go after. So, you know, you know, um, you know, and they know that we'll have the team to be able to take what we have and get it through to you know that permitted construction-ready project, and you know, again, be in a position to to get it get it financed.
0: Okay, but but tell me who they is. Whose money is coming into this? What sort of scale are we talking about?
1: Oh yeah, no. I mean, in terms of the scale here, you're looking at you know two paths. One is you're going to have a large mining company, the BHP Rio Tintos of the world, you know, who want you know large multi-decade assets. Uh, you're talking to the Japanese, Korean, um, you know, off-take companies and their battery partners and trading houses and so forth, um, you know, that again help provide financing packages, you know, for smaller companies to be able to uh, advance their projects. And then, you know, again, given you know what's happening in the EV space. You know it's various players that are in the EV chain who are keen to secure, um, you know, nickel units. And again, you know, I think everybody should take away from Tesla Battery Day. You know that they're, you know, they believe there isn't enough nickel to do everything they need to do. So, you know, they will be out there. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure you'll start to see them being much more aggressive in this space in the next one to two years.
0: Okay, end of the year, not too many yep. weeks away now. You're going to definitely deliver a PEA by the end of this year. Calendar year yes, December ten
1: weeks from now.
0: Got yeah. it. Okay. Stay in touch. I want to see. I want to see that. What, any more news between then, or are we just focus on the PEA?
1: Yeah. No. No. We'll see. You know. Again, in terms of the key, you know, one of the key questions for these deposits is in terms of the metallurgy work. So, how much of the the nickel can we actually recover? So, uh, you know, we're doing that for the PEA. So, that should be out by the, by the end of November. Um, as that's a key input into that that program, and then we're going to continue to have, um, you know, again, we're not blowing our brains out in exploration. We're we're very focused on actually, you know, getting the project advanced as opposed to just making it bigger. Um, but we are going to be doing some step out drilling, so you'll see a bunch of, um, you know, <laughs> following up on this third discovery plus the PGM zone that we had discovered, and then we'll be looking to step out to the five other targets, and we'll get started on that um, in in December. So it's going to be a pretty jam packed couple months.
0: Okay, looking forward to it, Mark. Stay in touch. Let us know how you get on.
1: All right, thanks, Matthew.
0: Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your
1: feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.